Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss the outlook for fiscal policy under the Democrats. Next week, Bernie Sanders will take over as chair of the Senate Budget Committee. One of the consequences of the Republicans losing both Senate runoff races in Georgia last week is that Democrats will now chair all the committees in the Senate. Bernie is a self-described Democratic Socialist. During his presidential campaign last year, he promised to spend $30 trillion on Medicare for All, $15 trillion on the Green New Deal, and $7.5 trillion on a Jobs for All program. Bernie's plans always seem to be counted in trillions of dollars. Now, it's true, Bernie isn't president, and I don't think Joe Biden's spending plans are quite as ambitious. But it's probably safe to say that a Senate budget committee chaired by Bernie Sanders is not going to be overly burdened with fiscal prudence. Federal government, it can never run out of money. It cannot face a solvency problem, bills coming due that it can't afford to pay. Um, It never has to worry about finding the money in order to be able to spend. That's Stephanie Kelton. She's an advisor to Bernie. She wrote The Deficit Myth, which we reviewed in a blog on November 29. Kelton's book explains modern monetary theory. Its main insight is that the federal government can never go bankrupt because it can always issue IOUs to pay its bills. In other words, the Federal Reserve can buy an unlimited amount of government bonds. So it's true that the U.S. can never go bankrupt. Modern monetary theory, or MMT, argues that deficits don't matter until they cause inflation, which can happen if the government is trying to buy more goods and services than the economy can provide. Because inflation is low and has been low for a very long time, MMT shows that we can borrow and spend more than we have been. It's a convenient theory because the Democrats have a lot of plans to spend money on. Because inflation has remained so low for so long, it's becoming harder to argue that we're borrowing too much. There are no votes in it. If you run for political office as a deficit hawk, you'd better keep your day job. We've come a long way from the days when Jim Carville, Bill Clinton's campaign manager, said in his next life he wanted to be reincarnated as the bond market because everyone was afraid of you. Deficits came down under Clinton, But back then, bond yields were much higher than they are today, so there was plenty of room for them to drop. MMT believes that the government should borrow money until inflation finally shows up. It's hard to argue that we have too much debt because bond investors seem happy to finance it. The Congressional Budget Office is forecasting that America's debt to GDP will soon exceed where it was following World War II and then keep rising. We think that our grandparents burdened the next generation with all of those bonds that were sold during World War II. 
to win the war, build the strongest middle class, produce the, the longest period of peacetime prosperity, the golden age of capitalism, all of that followed in the wake of fighting World War II, increasing deficits, massively increasing the size of the national debt. And of course, the next generation inherits those bonds. They don't become burdens to the next generation. They become their assets. 30-year bonds yield under 2%. That's a powerful argument that deficits don't matter. The numbers are clear for anyone who cares to look. We know that entitlement spending for baby boomers will lead to ever greater deficits. Bernie Sanders, incoming chair of the Senate Budget Committee, hasn't quite said, let's borrow until inflation goes up. But that's what MMT suggests. That's what Stephanie Kelton advocates. And it's increasingly looking as if that's what we'll get. There are no deficit hawks left. There is so far no apparent cost to fiscal profligacy. There are projects worth tens of trillions of dollars that may look worthy. And it looks as if there are no constraints on how much we'll spend to fight COVID, to fight global warming, to provide health insurance, to forgive student debt, and so on. You may be in favor of some or all of those things, or against. My point is that we're heading down a path where we're going to let higher inflation be the signal that we're borrowing too much. That the inflation that is going to become important at some future date is likely to be the result of too much aggregate spending is really hard to believe. I mean, the U.S. economy hasn't experienced what we might call demand pull inflation. Stephanie Kelton thinks higher inflation unlikely. I'd say that because it's the only break on government spending, we're going to spend until we get inflation. Otherwise, we won't know if we've spent enough to solve all our problems. Modern monetary theory is a fringe philosophy among economists, but it's fast becoming official government policy. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.